Hey, I'm Rusty. And I'm Heather. And we're the Bryants, and this is the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. We are here to encourage healthy marriages, strengthen wounded marriages, and begin the process of restoration to broken marriages. We aren't licensed counselors, but we are a redeemed couple that loves the Lord and wants to help you journey through this messy, challenging, and fun part of life called marriage. gang, welcome back to another episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. You are here with Rusty and Heather Bryant. We're excited to be back for another week. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that just seems to come up a lot when we're talking with other couples and when other couples reach out to us. And this really came about because over the last week or so, we sort of, um, I guess, requested or asked for people to feel free to send us prayer requests for their fan, for their marriage and i mean it was a lot and most of them had to do with this particular subject yeah. a lot uh, of it so so what we found was that people were asking us to pray for their marriage and most of them felt like they were the only ones in their marriage that were trying. They felt like they were alone, that their spouse was not giving, that they were doing all of the work. And, you know, most of them didn't really ask for help or questions. It was just, please pray for me mm-hmm. because I'm the only one. And so, um, you know, we've actually had a handful of couples even over the last week that we've talked to individually, um, not just through social media and messaging and stuff like that, but, and they were in the same boat. It was, you know, I don't know what else to do because my, my spouse won't come around. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk today about, can you fix your spouse? And actually the answer to that is, no. No, you can't <laughs> fix your no. You can't fix your spouse. So today that's what we want to just dive into a little bit and kind of talk through is just well what do you do? You know, mm-hmm. if you if you feel like you're putting in the work um or even if you're not necessarily putting in the work but you're just looking over at your spouse going what in the world's wrong with mm-hmm. them? Yeah. And why won't they give anything? Yep. So um so yeah, just just uh I know it's a painful subject for a lot of people, and it's real. And so, you know, people listen to our story and our podcast, and and they think, "Oh man, you know, how did they how did they make it?" Well, we made it because we were both willing to work on it. That's and right. so, you know, then it becomes, well, that's great. They both w- were mm-hmm. willing to work on it, but we're not in that situation. There's just one of, one of us working. Yeah. And you know, one thing as we were talking about getting ready for this episode that just blows my mind is that it doesn't fit in a box. Like there's not a specific, um, reason why one spouse or one partner or the other 
wants to fight for the marriage and one doesn't. Like you would think, okay, you have your people who one person um, has been unfaithful or has kind of checked out of the marriage or, you know, that type thing. And the other person is like, no, we, we um, are going to stay together. We're going to fight for each other. We're going to, we're going to make this marriage work. Then you have people who the one that was unfaithful is the one that's like, you know, oh, we got to make this work. We got to fight. I messed up. Please let's do, um, let's do whatever it takes to get back together. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter really what has happened or the circumstances that have led up to why one Mm -hmm. spouse really wants, I mean, there, there's just, I mean. Well, I think, I think there's a lot that there's not even, I would say there's a there's a ton of couples out there that it's not even that something has happened. It's just there's one spouse that's looking at the relationship going, this isn't what I signed up yeah. for. And you're not giving anything. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. And it doesn't and, have to be a big event. And the uh, and the other and the other person may very well be thinking, what? I'm not doing anything. Right. You know, I'm not doing anything wrong or right. what what yeah. you know. What's wrong with you? Yeah. And, and, you know, we put out, we, uh, we heard a quote this week that it was uh, not that marriage is hard work, but that marriage requires attention. And I like, I mean, I like that because, you know, some people go, oh, I didn't sign up for this for it to be hard. I mean, it is hard work, but, you know, the positive side of that is, it requires attention, and I think a lot of people get in this situation of, I can't fix my spouse. Well, the issue may not be anything big. It's just the spouse is not giving attention to the marriage. Right, right. That's that. I mean, that's a good word because you have to spend time and effort in your marriage. I mean, that's with anything, with anything in life that's going to be good. You have to give it attention. You have to give it effort. And you have to practice. I mean, with sports, with gardens, with whatever that you're that you do in life, you have to work at it and you have to give it the attention it deserves. And some people might look at that like gardening or going out for a run to get ready and they think that's hard work. Mm-hmm. Other people will look at it and say, no, it's. It just requires my attention, mm-hmm. you know, because sure. some people don't look at gardening as being hard work. Sure. It's, it's just fun. It's fun. They mm-hmm. love it. And mm-hmm. it just takes attention to right. make and it time. work. And time. Yeah. You gotta do, get out there and do it. Mm-hmm. So today, let's do this. Let's talk to the spouse that's out there that just is in extreme frustration, feels like they're in this hamster wheel, just spinning around and around, doing everything that they can. They think that, and they sure. may be sure. And they're like, "We're we're getting nowhere. Mm-hmm. The marriage is dead, or the marriage is dying, and I can't get my spouse to do anything. My spouse won't listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. My spouse won't go to church, or my spouse won't show me any affection. There's no physical intimacy. There's you know we have no communication." Like, it's like we're two roommates living in the same house, you know, all of that. So what do we say to that spouse? Because that's that's a very painful and 
extremely frustrating place to be. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's where I would, the first thing I would say is exactly what you led with. You cannot fix your spouse. There's nothing you can do or say to them that is going to change them. Mm-hmm. Now, there's things you can do for yourself and things that you can change about your actions and your words and your the your role in it that might change their heart mm-hmm. towards you. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing, there's literally nothing you can say to that they're going to go, oh, you're right. Yeah. Like they're, if they're that hard towards that, then there's, there's just nothing that you're going to say or do that's going to change their heart right then. Well, and if that's the first thing that we would say to somebody, that should be, even though it's like, well, that's not fixing, you know, that's not fixing anything. You know, how's that helping me? Well, that releases you. Like that should release you and give you freedom to understand and realize I cannot fix my spouse. That's not my job. Mm-hmm. It's not your job. It's not your responsibility. That's so, on them. Yeah. So when you get when you get into that situation in that place, let it be freedom. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean that you're giving up. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you're it now, well, I can't fix them. I'm just gonna ignore them. I'm not even gonna try you know, I'm not gonna try. That is not what we're saying at all. It's just giving you the permission to say, I can't fix mm-hmm. this person. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Okay, well, so what if we get to that point where we go, okay, well, you're right. I can't fix them. Now what? Well, you have to work on you. You have to work on yourself. You have to become the man or woman that God would have you be for um, your spouse and for your family. Mm -hmm. We say this a lot, but we say don't gripe about what your spouse is not. Continue to grow into what you are supposed to be. Um, and we heard, we heard our pastor one time say, when you want something different, be it. Yeah. Be different. Yeah. You're the one. So, (laughs) so it does, it takes the, it takes the weight off of you fixing your spouse, but then in the same way, it comes right back to you to start being the person and the spouse that you need to be. Now, first of all, what if the person out there that's listening is saying, I am. I am doing everything I'm supposed to be. What would you tell? Let, let's just let's just pretend like this wife is sitting here with us, and she's like, "I am doing everything." Well, and I think first we have to talk about what that everything is, mm-hmm. um, because somebody might be listening and go, "I am doing everything," but let's put feet to that. What is everything that you should be doing that? Um, hopefully will turn the heart of your spouse towards you. Well, that's a great point. And I think that that when you look at it from that perspective, then you may have this perfect picture of marriage in your mind, and you think that that's what you're doing to, to guide the two of you into that place. And that may not be what your spouse has in mind. And I'm not saying that one is right and one sure. is wrong, but in order to do like we like you just said to be doing everything you can do you got to know what your spouse you got to know your spouse's love language right. you got to know what your spouse needs what their wants are 
And again, that doesn't mean that you're just a slave at this point. You're sure. just doing whatever. Sure. But if you you may be doing something that they don't care that that's, that's what right. you're doing. Mm-hmm. They may they, I mean, you may be thinking I'm doing everything I can, and mm-hmm. the things that you're doing, they may be like. I don't even care about that. Yeah. Why are you even doing that? I don't remember where we heard this, but uh, it was at one of our retreats or conferences where this woman had been slaving over her house all day, every day. Like she had toddlers at home, littles at home while the husband was at work and he would come home from work. And I mean, she had spent like she knew when he would get home in the hour before she's, you know, cleaning up the floor, making sure all the toys are put up, making sure the bathrooms are clean, the beds are made, you know, all of that, trying to make everything perfect in the house when he got home. And he wouldn't even notice. Mm-hmm. He would start griping about something, else, but, a, but a tidy house was important to her. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then one night they have it out because she's like, you know, you don't even notice, you don't, and he's like, I could care less Mm -hmm. whether the house is clean or not. What I want is when I come home is to have some food ready. And she had spent all of her time making sure the house was clean. And really all he wanted to do is come home to a meal. Mm -hmm. He had worked hard all day. He wanted to come home, see his family, not have to worry about grilling or going and picking something up. He's like, let the house go. Just I would what what was important to him was that he came home to a meal. Mm-hmm. But what was important to her, and uh, we don't have to get into love languages and all that. But but I could see her frustration in that she was trying so hard, and it wasn't important to him. Right. But if she knew the meal was important to him, then she could shift her focus Mm -hmm. towards that. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes like you, like you were saying, we think we're doing everything when in reality we're missing it altogether. And I think a lot of times when somebody gets into that rut that you're talking about, they don't even really think about it this way, but they're like, well, I don't really like to cook. I like to clean the house. Well, Uh then that's, that's exactly what we're saying. You're, you're missing the whole point. But I think that people, they do think that way sometimes because you naturally want to do things for your spouse that you enjoy or that you're okay with doing, but... Or that you would like to have done for you. Yes, <laughs> yes which is the whole love language yeah, thing. Sure, and, sure. you know, but I think even some of that is you can you can just take it even... You, you put a lot of effort into things that just don't just don't matter. Um, and so you really need to know your spouse and you need to find out. And sometimes that's, I know it sounds like you're probably thinking, oh, no, not a chance that, that he would ever, he or she would ever even tell me. But I mean, like ask, mm-hmm. you know, like ask them, like, what is it that I can do to be a better wife, a better husband? You know, what do you need from me? And, you know, that's on them. Again, mm-hmm. you can't fix them. You can't fix them to the point where they're going to act, you know, make them tell you and, and make them open up. And they may not even up. respond well to that. Right. But that's not on you. That's right. And, you know, I just think that sometimes we just have to almost put simplicity back in things because we just complicate things mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. And, you know... It's a short life. I mean, it really is. And so, you know, you got to, if it's as simple as saying, hey, what can I do to be a better spouse for you? And, you know, they're, 
they may they may tell you one or two things and yep. if they do then see if you can work on that and you know a lot of times I think if that question is asked it reveals the um, selfishness of the other person's heart mm-hmm. because you say what can you know you're putting it on them what and it's not sarcastic what do you want me to or anger what do you want me to do just tell me what you want me to be it's not that it's having a conversation of I want to be the best spouse that I can be for you what are some things that are important to you what are some things I can do differently you know and then they start naming all this stuff and they realize how incredibly selfish they Mm -hmm. sound you Mm -hmm. know and it kind of can reveal some of that just by asking that simple question yeah I think that's a great point that they may it may tug at their heart a little bit but in the same way you need to go into it being able to accept that what they're saying you're asking them Mm -hmm. so if they say something and you like you don't have permission to go, oh, good grief, or, yeah. oh, I don't, I do that, or roll your eyes, right. or I can't you believe, asked. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that you would, you know, say that, that I need to be better at that. Like, you know, that's your chance, because it, if it's, if they say it, it's in their heart somewhere, right. like there's right. something there. Yeah. Um, so I think that, uh, yeah, I think just asking, like, what can I do to be a better spouse? You know, another thing that I think about in that, I'm sorry if I was talking over you, um, there, sometimes we ask questions, um, and say, what can I do? Um, even if you don't even ask your spouse, if you're just asking yourself, what, what could I do? What do I know I could do to, um, help with my husband's heart and to be, to be the one giving and to be the one who's trying to serve him. And you start thinking of things and go, and then you're like, let's just say, for example, he probably would like to have sex more. But then you talk yourself out of it by saying, well, I'm not going to have sex with him because he, well, I could probably do this to make her happier. But she wouldn't respond. You know, Mm -hmm. like you talk yourself out of doing things for them because they won't appreciate it or they don't deserve it or they so you have to really get to where you're doing those things out of the kindness of your heart not expecting anything in return Mm -hmm. um not doing it because they deserve it but doing the things that you that you know to do or that you know your spouse would love or the things that you God has just called you to honor your spouse in certain ways and you do them not expecting anything in return but doing them for your other for your other spouse for your spouse the other person you know I know we're I know we're now we've we've talked about them the person that feels like they're all alone releasing themselves saying you're you know you're not responsible for fixing your spouse but at the same time we're actually trying to give some practical things that you can do to become a better spouse while at the same time your end goal is that that your marriage is improving Mm -hmm. and so it does kind of feel like well aren't you aren't y'all telling me things that like I'm doing this stuff to try to fix my spouse no you're just trying to fix your marriage and and Mm -hmm. so you know and a big one of the biggest parts of that I think is in marriage you just have to be selfless and you have to give of yourself. And I know that some of you, as soon as I say that, you're thinking to yourself, well, that's all I do. Mm-hmm. I'm always mm-hmm. the one that's being selfless. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if we can say, all right, well, don't stop 
doing those things. Right. But at the same time, you've got to take a step back from the situation and go, okay, I've got to improve myself. Mm-hmm. Like I've got to, I've got to work on my spiritual life. Mm-hmm. I've got to work on who I am in me. I, I don't need my spouse to complete me as the old movie used to say. Um, you know, I, I need to know that God is enough for me. I don't have to, you know, if my marriage were to completely fall apart and I wasn't even married tomorrow, you know, am I, is God enough for me and my relationship with him and how I feel about myself and who I am. And so it's hard because we're, it's almost like we're telling you, you got to do two different things. Mm -hmm. You got to do that while you're also still being the spouse that your, your spouse needs you to be. Right, right. So and desires you to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a book um, called How to Save Your Marriage Alone by Ed Wheat. And it's a tiny book. I mean, like a really tiny book. I remember I read it in one one sitting. Um, I actually went back and, and um, read it multiple times. But the ve- I just want to read the very first chapter. Uh, not the first chapter. The first Were you paragraph. reading that because you were trying to save our marriage alone? No, no. Okay, are you ready? Yep. How to Save Your Marriage Alone. This is just the first paragraph. This chapter is dedicated to a special group of readers, those individuals who want to save their marriage at all cost, even though they have to do it alone without any help from their partner. In fact, their partner may be actively pursuing a divorce. Now, I, that's the end of the, the past, I mean, the chapter, I mean, the that paragraph. That is a short book. Well, that's chapter one, done. <laughs> the paragraph, I just wanted to shift and make sure y'all knew this was just me talking now and not Ed Wheat. But um, you you laugh saying, were you trying to save our marriage alone? No, I knew that you wanted to save our marriage. But I also knew that I was the one that messed up. And so I was the one actively trying to, to pursue ways and find ways that I could love you well. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't mean, I mean, this book isn't just for people who um, who right. genuinely feel like they're trying to save their marriage alone. It's for anybody who's trying to um, pour into their marriage. But since we're specifically talking about um, being the only one who's working, it's a great resource. It's a, it gives tons of ideas of ways that you can be present in your marriage, that you can give towards your marriage and to your children, and with that focus of not expecting anything in return. Because you're doing it because you're honoring God with your part Mm -hmm. in your marriage. Now, the prayer is that your spouse sees that and softens, breaks, Mm -hmm. whatever, that their heart needs to happen and come alongside you. Mm-hmm. But I do want to revisit your question that you asked before I completely derailed you. What if the spouse is doing everything they can to save their marriage and they're still hitting a brick wall? Are you going to answer that? No, I'm throwing <laughs> that back to you, brother. <laughs> I mean, that's a tough place to be. And we know people like that. And I mean, I will say what I originally was going to say before I derailed us is that our God is big. Mm -hmm. He's big. Well, what I was going to say 
towards that is that the the very first thing and the th- first thing that you do every day and all day is you pray like a crazy person. Yep. And you pray like a crazy person because you know that you can't fix your spouse, but God can. He can. And, and he will. That's his desire. Yeah, that's right. And and if your spouse chooses to keep running and to keep running mm-hmm. from the marriage and running from the Lord, that's that's your spouse. That's your, right. That's not God that's, right. that's not answering mm-hmm. your prayer. Mm-hmm. There is still, we're still in a broken world. That's right. Like last time I checked. Yeah. And I, every one of us is going to stand before the throne and have to answer for our part, not your spouse's part, for our, for your part in it. And, and I tell people all the time that I have to speak hard truth into their lives. I say, I don't want you to stand before the throne one day and say, nobody loved me enough to tell me the truth. Like, I don't want that to happen, but I don't want to be the one standing before the throne either that says that, that stands there and God said, you didn't give it everything you had. You have to keep, keep on keeping on. And pray, like you said, like a crazy first person, for God to completely break the mm-hmm. heart of your spouse. Mm-hmm. And I know it's exhausting, and I know it's one of those things that you just want to give up because you're like, why? I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in this that's going nowhere. But, you know, hopefully when you listen to our story, you see that, you know, God can bring something from complete ashes mm-hmm. and make it into something beautiful. And... You know, you have to hold on to that. And again, it, if your spouse chooses to continue running, that's on them, and it's not you if you're doing what you need to do. We were—I I really appreciate what you said at the very beginning of this, how none of this—you can't fit it in this little box. Like, mm-hmm. everybody's situation—like, because I'm trying to just think through even the, you know— I don't know how many people we communicated with just this week that this was an issue. Mm -hmm. And even though it was an issue where they were saying, you know, I feel like I'm the only one fighting for my marriage, they were all sort of different things. Mm -hmm. Like, like you said, some of it, well, they were fighting for it, but it was their fault that the marriage was jacked up Mm -hmm. in the first place. Mm -hmm. But they realized it and they said, you know, I want to change and now, but now I'm the only one fighting. But then there's the complete flip side of that where the other spouse is just off the rails and have done whatever and they don't care and they're not doing anything Mm -hmm. to help. But then, like I said, there's others that are just, there's just no emotion. There's no communication. It's like one spouse really doesn't think anything's wrong. You right. know, it's the yeah. old, I told you I loved you when we got married. If I, <laughs> I change, if I change my, <laughs> if that changes, I'll let you know, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's a, that's a lifeless marriage to mm-hmm. be in. So, sure. um, the only other thing that I was thinking about was just, we, we tell the wall illustration all the mm-hmm. time and I don't want to go through the whole sure. thing again, but when you feel like you're the only one that's fighting for your marriage, you just feel like there's this huge wall Mm -hmm. between you and your spouse. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's very obvious. It's a great picture to just see that there's a big, huge wall between the two of you. And there's, there's different ways that you can respond to that. But I'm just going to give the answer that goes along with what we're saying, because the only thing that you can really do in a situation like that 
is that you have to work on your side of the wall Mm -hmm. and not trying to knock it down. Right. You're just working on you. Right. Not begging, not Mm -hmm. running away from Mm -hmm. it, not trying to knock it down. Mm -hmm. You're just working on you. And the picture there is that as you're working on your side, you know, you're taking care of your side of the wall and you know, that word picture of building your own garden your spouse, it's its the picture of your spouse taking a look over the wall going, mm, mm-hmm. I, I, that's kind of nice, you know, mm-hmm. and sure would be nice if I was doing that, that, a part of that, mm-hmm. and we were doing that together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I feel like if some of those spouses that are, that are doing all the work themselves can, can really take a hold of that picture and say, you know what, my responsibility is here, and I'm going to, and I'm going to do all I can to be a part of the marriage and help him or her and, you know, give and be selfless and all that. But my focus has to be me and my relationship with the Lord and make, building a garden that's, that's attractive enough to where my spouse says, that's what I want. Yep. And I want to go, I want to get back there. Yep. It's a good word. So I, we just want to say we understand it and we feel it. And first of all, you're not alone because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would say that the majority of marriages that are having problems out there, this is what the problem is. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that one spouse is fighting and the other one is not. Mm-hmm. So you're not alone, but you're also, um, you're not in a situation that's helpless mm-hmm. uh, because God is bigger. God can heal God can restore, God can redeem. And so that's what we that's what we pray for each one of you. And you know, we threw it out last week, we've thrown it out several times this week, but if you're in a situation that you just need to tell somebody, you need somebody to know that somebody's in your corner that understands and will be praying for you, we want to be that for you. So, uh, we'd love for you to reach out to us however that may be, um, through social media, through our website. Um, get in touch with us. Let us add you to our prayer list because we want to be a part of your story. We want to be a part of your redemption story. That's right. Absolutely. All right. Anything to say as we sign off? That's it. You nailed it. All right. We enjoyed being with you guys this week. For those of you that are working hard on your marriage, keep going. Keep fighting. We want to encourage you in that. And hopefully today will be a great day for you and your spouse. See you next time.